tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Join me as always, Xavier Guerrero, and on the ones and two, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you guys? Really hey. good. It's good to be back. Hey Thank now. you guys, everybody, for the kind words about the last couple episodes. Uh, you guys have all really enjoyed that, and just know we're trying to put out the best possible podcast mixing up all the different topics so you don't get bored and hear the same shit over and over again thank you guys for the kind words about the kazarian death call episode and i know you guys are going to enjoy enjoy this podcast where we just basically go from 2014 to modern day about everything being pulled by the world economic forum uh it's a really great conversation with uh from the convo couch pasta i uh, hope you guys enjoyed it now i have some shows coming up first of all i want to thank everybody in simi valley i want to thank everybody who came out to uh Melita. it's a lot of fun you guys are great you showed love on uh, my new stuff i gotta be honest with you crushing okay crush fest i think i'm ready to do yet another album i just put out one uh just a, a little less, uh, a couple months ago. I think I'm ready for a double album, and we'll see. If you want to see me live, just go to samtriplee.com and uh, grab your tickets. On March 25th, I am in Bisbee, Arizona, at Chuckleheads. Uh, I'm going to text uh, Doug Salem, see if he'll come by, do some stand-up for me. I'd love the gig with him. I love him very much. We have a 7 p.m. 9.30 show. And then after that is Tucson. I'm at the screening room. That is a 7 p.m. and 9.30 show. That's March 26th. And uh, two shows on 26. I have more shows coming up. April 26th. Uh, April 6th. I am in Costa Mesa. And then I have two shows in Costa Mesa. I also have Chicago coming up. Hold on. I have, uh, where we go? Uh, uh, April 9th. I'm in Corpus Christi. Then I'm, I have so many dates coming up. Chicago is at the end of April as well. I'm going to be at Float Fest as well with Eddie Bravo. Do you want to do Float Fest with me in Chicago? Okay, I had to ask you that. So those are it. We got a bunch of got Laguna Niguel. Don't forget the Laguna Niguel when I was up north. Has been moved to May 11th. Oh, shit. So, uh... What happened there? I I don't know. Just Zane asked if we could move it back. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's very hard sometimes if I'm not focused on promoting it. Sometimes it doesn't get the attention needs, and I have so many dates coming out. But I, I will have all these dates up at samtriplee.com. Chicago is coming. When the fuck is... Fuck is Chicago. I don't know. I'll figure it out. All right, guys. Uh, what else? Guys, I have two new shirts about to drop. They should be up tomorrow. 
uh, tomorrow, the next day at tinfoiltshirts.com. Two sweet fucking t-shirts are coming. So make sure to check that out. What's it? Give us a little hint. One is an awesome, great reset shirt. That looks so cool. Okay. Another one is a mass psychosis shirt. That looks so cool. Those are about to go up. If you want to support the show, just go to tinfoilattshirts.com. Grab shirts, man. Are you making any of those to a lim- limited edition? Nope. Nope. I need to They're do for a the limited people? edition coming up. I need to do one, but I like them both. So those are coming out. Uh, you can also go to samtribute.com. Click on tinfoilattshirts.com or conspiracysocialclub.com. Also, you can click on the Telegram. Just go to samtribuilly.com. Click the Telegram link. It will take you right there. I have, and everybody on the show has some premium content for you, man. And dude, Rockfin has been pure fire. We have a giant announcement. I, he signed a contract. Oh, shit. Eddie, Eddie Bravo will be on Rockfin. Oh, it's official now. It, Damn. Well, it's been signed. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but I'm going to put it out. Rockfin right there. Super excited about that. That's huge. Hold your ring. That ray. is huge. I'm working on some other big guys, too, to get the comedy department going. Really? Uh, but you have Tim oh, Fall. Can you go to a... You got Tim Fall Hat Premium. You have, you have Conspiracy Social Club Premium. You have Zero, my spiritual podcast. All their great shows. Just go to just go to Rockfin. Broken Simulation. Broken Sim as well, man. Get on that Broken Sim, yes. dog. Get on that Broken Sim. And we don't smoke the same. For all you guys, I just had Steptone on there. So, I mean, what more do you guys want? Him, Flat Earth. Yeah, he's going to. Aren't you going to do some of your own stuff on there as yes, well? Yeah, working on it. Yeah, some exclusive shit over yeah, there. Yeah, some XG flat rated. Earth and, and Deep Earth. Is that, is that what? what? Yeah, Flat Earth, Deep Earth, No Earth. Deep, he, me and Ezone was arguing with it. Yeah, they went arguing. It was. With who? Who's Stoner arguing? Talk, flat Earth, uh, Steptone, and Ezone. Wait, so it's only flat on one side. The other side is deep. Is that what you're saying? Uh, Hollow Earth is definitely <laughs> in play, bro. There we go. See, Hollow Earth, Earth is definitely in play. Hollow Earth would be deep. Yeah, dude. Deep it's, deep dish earth. Is it stuffed crust so pizza flat, earth? And then the other <laughs> stuffed crust flat. pizza earth. Uh, yeah, so go check those out. What else do we have? I have a bunch of live free shows. Go up. There you go. Go up. There you go. If you want to listen to some free killer content, some audio, just just go to samtrudy.com. Click any of these whole. Click any. Where are you going with that? Oh, there we go. Click any of those. Tim Fall Hat, Broken Sim, Cash Daddies, Punch Drunk, like uh, you know the unwanted, and we go to the vault of zero and Conspiracy Social Club. And let me tell you, man, Conspiracy Social Club is blowing the fuck up. People love it. Check it out. Support you. I have a new rate. I have radio, live radio. Check it out. You can listen to Sam Triple all the time. Broken Sim, old Broken Sims, old Cash Daddies, old Union of the Unwanted, old Punch Drunk Sports. And all my specials are there, man. Three specials at samtriple.com. Anything else, guys? No, we rocking. Oh, good. Let's go. Dude, enjoy this episode. Oh, hold on one second. Hold on one second. One second. Can you pause this real quick? Yeah, just check for uh, Broken Sam, too. All right, guys. Uh, I want to tell you, if you guys could really help me out, I have a good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Sean Burns. I grew up with Sean Burns, and he uh, he was part of the you know the 607 crew. Him, his mother, his brother, all, all big part of my life. Uh, Sean's been going through some uh, issues with medical bills, 
and he kind of needs help. So I was wondering if you guys could all do me a favor. He's he's made to the finals of something called the DIY Hero. Okay, that's DIY Hero. And I just, if you guys could, just vote for him. Uh, the link is in the description. It's DIY uh, DIYHero.org slash 2022 slash Sean uh, dash Burns. Yeah, again, the link is in there. And basically, Sean, my good friend, Sean, is uh, this is a contest to find the best creator builder to be featured in Makers Magazine. Okay. Uh, he's been doing DIY. I've been really pushing him hard to like start his own YouTube channel, all this stuff. He's been uh, 25 years, he's been repurposing items into uh, eclectic functional furniture all right and uh, the prize is basically twenty five thousand dollars that he would use to pay off his medical bills after being diagnosed with prostate cancer in 2021 and to help his three sons get back on track sean is a good friend of mine uh i grew up with him i love him i love his brother i love his mother very much they're a big part of my childhood their cousins the friendbergs uh and my family the three of our families very much thick, thick, thick friendship that goes almost 40 something years. So uh, if you guys, you have a moment, you want to help Sammy out. It'd mean a lot to me if you click the link and vote for Sean Burns, because he is such a good guy. So with that said, uh, help out me by helping out my friend. And now enjoy this episode with my good friend, uh, Pasta. Go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Hey guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Bespoke Post. That's right, the winter upgrade your daily routine with Bespoke Post and their new seasonal lineup, a must-have box of awesome collection, okay? Bespoke partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. <coughs> How awesome is that? It's Wonderful. amazing. That's why I call my pants box of awesome. <laughs> to get started, take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box is valued at around $70, but you only pay a fraction of that price. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small group and come an upcoming brand. Okay. I like I like the carnivore box, okay? The American barbecue rub in the carnival box box is made by the great American Spice Company in Rockford, Michigan. What do you guys like? Dude, I got the smoked. So I got to smoke my whiskeys. Uh, you know, save me a couple bucks at a bar. Bam! Bam! And you, Johnny? I got the uh, Weekender bag. I actually have two of these. Uh, it's got uh, metal hardware, reinforced frame, and quality leather straps. Because Johnny and Xavier Guerrero are freaking winning, okay? Get 20% off your first box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code TIMFOIL at checkout. That is boxofawesome.com. Code Timfoil for 20% off your first box. That's boxofawesome.com. Code Timfoil. Enjoy. All right, let's start. I'm very excited to have this next guest on. Uh, I've done his show. 
He's been on the Union of the Unwanted. We've been trying to set this up forever. And now the blessings are the podcast gods have looked down on us and brought us together. I'm so excited. Uh, He has a great podcast called The Combo Couch. You can catch him on Rockfin. He's still up on uh, YouTube, which is great. Me too. Uh, Very excited to have him on. Please welcome Pasta. How are you, brother? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for uh, having me on. I've been wanting to do this for a long time, Uh, I think these kind of conversations are some of the important conversations, uh, especially faced with everything that's going on today. Well, uh, the reason I like you and to uh, have you on because I believe you, you you say it yourself you are, you know, uh, left. I don't know if you go as far as progressive, but I would definitely say you're uh, a liberal, and I love that because. I, I want to have everybody on the spectrum, you know, it's like uh, of, of politics. This show is not about one side. I want to hear everybody's side and I would have more people on if they would come on. So I'm very thankful uh, that, for you to, for coming on my show. So am I right in that? You would say maybe like before all the chaos, you would, you would, you know, call yourself a, a left or liberal. I, I mean, liberal, but more progressive. Um, you know, I wouldn't really call myself a progressive nowadays because I think progressive before the chaos happened, um, I was, I, you know, uh, when I got really politically active, it was in 2015 with the Bernie Sanders campaign, uh, when it was all about labor and, uh, whatnot, the last election, uh, I supported Tulsi Gabbard, but I refer to myself as a common sense leftist. I call myself a leftist libertarian, even though I've never been a part of the libertarian party, uh, because in the last several years, I think it's important to press on civil liberties and how important uh, our voices are, the First Amendment, and how 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 strongly we have to start pushing back against censorship. But I would call myself a common sense leftist. I mean, I'm into election integrity, so I was persona non grata by a lot of the people on the left. Uh, I was on your show talking about January sex, talking about how it's not an insurrection. So once again, I was disowned. And then uh, this whole, you know, are we on YouTube? Can I say the words COVID or I no, mean, you, no, we're not on YouTube. We pulled this off cool. a long time ago. Cool. I mean, we're only on there for half of our shows. Then we tell everybody to come over to Rockfin where we talk elections and COVID, but this whole, uh, this last, uh, Two and a half years, you know, uh, it's really been telling. But, you know, uh, obviously we haven't played with the uh, COVID narrative out there. And uh, once again, everybody on the left kind of disowned us. So I find myself making friends with a lot of people who are what you call yourselves, conservative, maybe center right. Somebody was asking me the other day, what do you call Sam? Is he alt right or whatever? I said, I don't know. He's just a really cool dude who's got independent thoughts, you know. Well, brother, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm more like you. I've said it before. Uh, you and I use a lot of the same terms. Uh, I, I consider myself a liberal libertarian. Uh, I'm old school liberal, common sense liberal, uh, old school values, live, let live. You know, the I haven't changed. The spectrum has changed. And now I get seen as alt-right, which I am not. I'm, I, And I have no problems with right and I have no problems with left. I mean, like, I, I think most of us agree on a lot of stuff. I think we've been weaponized to be 
uh, emotional absolutist. I've been talking a lot about that. So I study the, the laws of the universe, and one of them is duality and how we've been so programmed to think in absolutes. This guy good, this guy bad, and it's automatically like that. When in reality, they all have good and bad. Some people are harder to find the good, but they are in there if you dig deep like enough. Even you know? the lizard people got a little bit of good in them? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they like opened up a park, even if it was to find kids or something, you know. So the point is, like, according to the universe, everybody's got good, and sometimes it, it gets a little harder to find that. There's so much I want to talk to you about. Uh, there's so much. You brought up already so many great points. Uh, you know, I want to get into election integrity because we haven't done a show on that because so much has come out. Uh, are you worried before we get into the specific topics that facts don't matter anymore? Like we that we are living in a time where like all the fa- I, we were just talking about the Supreme Court justice. What's her name? Sotomayor. Sotomayor, and like she is ruling on uh, COVID cases and vaccine cases when she has displayed that she has no clue of any of the facts of today. Maybe the facts or the quote-unquote facts of 2019, but she has no clue today. And I go, who has these? Like, all this information's coming out. All this information's coming out. No, it doesn't matter to these people anymore. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm beyond frightened that facts don't matter anymore. Uh, the last couple of years have been just ridiculous. It's all about team sports nowadays. It's all about tribes, you know, and uh, it, it seems like the ruling class has been able to divide us very easily, you know what I'm saying? And everybody's looking at their neighbor rather than looking up at the ruling class. So no matter what's said, you know, and I learned this, you know, when I dove into election integrity, because, you know, when we talk about elections, you're going to hear stuff that, you know, a lot of conservatives or patriots or Trumpers they might like. But as a leftist and somebody who's been in the game for a while when it comes to election integrity, uh, it doesn't matter the facts, the truths that you put out there. People just say, oh, oh, oh well, and they and they move on. So yes. as we yeah, go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. No, yeah. no, no. I was agreeing with you. Sorry. I, I do that a lot. Just keep rocking. Well, no, I, I, I talk forever. So it's good to cut me off when you get a chance to, you know, because I'll I'll ramble on forever. But, yeah, I mean, it just it, it just seems like the team sports mentality is there. People had TDS that broke their brain. Now they had CDS and it broke their brain even further. So we're at where we're at, my man. And I don't, uh, you know, I'm trying to find a way. That's why I want to have these conversations with people who are supposedly, because we're told they're on the different part of the political spectrum than us. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's all we can do is keep talking to each other. Cause at the end of the day, it's about us finding common, common ground. Cause we have a lot more in common than the people upstairs who are calling all the shots. And again, like they've just pushed us into these these team sports when in reality, it's, you know, I always say it's all George Bush death cult. And when you look at it like that, there are no R's and D's. They're, they're all on the same team. They're just wearing different uniforms. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, some somebody can play for the Raiders. Somebody can play for the pa- Panthers. But at the end of the and they they all play for the NFL. I mean, we th- we thought Trump was the one that was not going to be the team player. Yeah, and he fell right right into it at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he pushed vaccines, and I think all that was done purposefully. But one hundred percent, it's all it's all uh, emotional absolutism done 
purposefully because when you take a step back and you stop looking at R's and D's, you just look at these, the connections between people across the aisle, they're all working together. Koch brothers and the Bushes brought the Clintons in to bring the Democratic Party more centrist. And it's been just chaos ever since, man. And, you know, it's just like we are living in a frantic time. I mean, like you have all these blue check marks just going on on a Ukraine right now. And it's like, I bet you if you pull them aside and go, nobody's going to know this. Just tell me the truth. Do you still think the Russians hacked the election? They would be like, yeah, 100% they did. You know, they did. I did that. And it doesn't matter what came out right now. All the information that's coming out, all the stuff that's been being talked about forever. You know, nobody's talking about that stuff. It does not matter to them because Everybody want everybody has a giant fucking ego that can't admit their bullshit meter missed it. So they would yeah. rather push this thing and dist- and scorch the earth than admit they were wrong. And so and they just want to be right and not do right. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, digressing to talking about team sports real quick. You know, uh, Lindsey Graham's been kind of making the news lately. Oh, oh my well, God, that power Lindsey Graham, he's the World Economic Forum uh, guy. So is Putin. You know what I'm saying? So it, it does seem like professional wrestling that's going on. And in, in this situation, too, when it comes to Russia, Ukraine, if there's ever a situation that's happened where it should be an easy dunk layup for the American people to call bullshit, it should be this one. I mean, there are so many receipts from how this whole thing got started in 2014 uh, with Joe Biden and Victoria Nuland. Now they're back in power. It's the same shit. But, you know, the programming goes deep. I mean, I know you're a movie guy, but I walked out of Rocky Four being mad at the Russians. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I and I left Rambo three rooting for the Mujahideen. So the programming goes deep, too, as well. It's not just our ego that's getting in the way. It's the actual programming that we've had for so many years from the ruling class. I mean, you look at things nowadays and you got to say, holy cow, my, my whole life is a lie. Everything that's been taught to me and told to me is BS. And it's quite shocking. And it's, it's also scary. It takes a lot of guts to kind of look at the truth, to look at the things you look at at the tinfoil you know, podcast over here that are like, okay, this is, if this is really real, real, it's scary. And a lot of times people just don't even want to look that way, Sam. I totally agree with it, man. And it, it and it's just I was kind of thinking about this today. It's like, why don't people want to open their mind to what people like you, Jimmy Dore, uh, you know, people on the left, Tucker Carlson now saying, you know, when, when you're seeing a common theme of discussion across the spectrum, across the wide spectrum, you have to start going, hey man, are they? Are they maybe on to something? And it's like, why don't people want to have this conversation? Why don't they want to go, hey, man, maybe I got this wrong. Why do they want to be goldfish and just keep moving to what's really in front of them? The, the, my favorite meme now is like, I support current things. The like, current I, thing. I love that meme because it's absolutely Wait. perfect, man. <laughs> And I had a friend of mine, she's a waitress at the comedy store who I love very much. And she's like, Sam, I want to do, uh, I want to do a podcast. I want to do a fundraiser for the Ukraine. And I just said, I didn't hit her back. Uh, even though she's hot as fuck. Uh, you know, that took a lot for me. I, I would like to do anything I can to help hot chicks, but it's like, 
I'm not going to do that, man. And it's not, and I want people to understand, and on this show, you probably already know that. It's not that we're, we're fine with what's happened to the Ukrainian people, that we, we would just want them to live and die. I don't want that. It's not that we're saying Putin's a good guy. We're not saying that at all. But what we're saying is the current situation has been brought on by the same people that have been lying to you since JFK's assassination. Yeah. And we're yeah. tired of it. We're tired. You know, that Bryce kid that won uh, uh, the MMA, he was uh, Bryce fucking what Mitchell Bryce. Yeah, Bryce Mitchell Bryce yeah. said yeah. something really great. And he's like, I'm not going over to the Ukraine to die for bankers. Thug if, nasty. Thug nasty. Yeah. He goes, if it comes here, I will, while everyone else is fleeing Arkansas, I will dig my boots in and fight back. And that is my whole entire thing. We right yeah. wrongs, but we do not participate in what is obviously yeah. Some dark arts. Not bullshit. only that, he put Biden's on blast. Yeah, I like love him. He was him. sitting there acting like it was a, on. He was on Fox News or something instead of talking UFC, which is great because when you have a, an audience, you might as well use it for what you believe. And he's been going hard on Instagram, calling people out. Fucking I mean, thug like, nasty. Thug nasty's doing it. You got to question whether these people are real people if they're still pro Biden. Like. They're, like all these Johnny and I were just talking about you. You were here too. Sorry, but it's like you had you have all these Ukrainian uh, marches going. All these motherfuckers calling for a no fly zone. It's like you could not be more astroturf if you tried, and you're just so lazy now with your psyops. Like, there's nobody's going, we need, who is going, and what natural conversation have you had with someone going, dude, we really need a no-fly zone. We really need this. <laughs> well, dude, and it's the same people that in history class were all like, you know, I can't really imagine a world like in World War One where everything just blew up. If they have a no-fly zone, that's the war. Yeah. That will start the, war, and even the third NATO's world war. Saying that. And my my whole thing, and I love Pasta, I'd love to get your opinion on this, is like if you're if you're for a no-fly zone, you need to get the fuck on a plane and go fight in the Ukraine. I'm so sick and tired of rich kids wanting to send poor kids to die for rich people. Well, have you seen the polling on on who wants us to go to war? It's stratified, just like you said. People making less than like 50K, no, none, it's like a third of them want it. And then once you get above 200K, it's like 60, 70% of the people because think, they oh, know they're just- never going to find it. Your thoughts, Pasta? Well, I mean, you just hit it on the nose, and I, you know, I, I really wish that people would. And and here's the thing too, as well, we have to be careful with these situations because it seems a lot of times, especially when it comes to COVID, when it comes to these situ- other situations now, it's that they try to go to you to say, okay, just vote for the Republican now and everything will be all right. And then for years, we'll have the Iraq situation, vote for the Democrat. Everything will be all right. Yes. And it seems like they're playing that game. And I, and that's, that's the number one thing we have to be aware of because just like you talked about the, it's like professional wrestling, right? You know, Cynthia McKinney has come on my show before uh, and she was a Congresswoman from, for many years. In fact, we call her the goat, you know, she's great. Um, <laughs> she's amazing. And she had talked about certain, you know, uh, hearings and whatnot where, you know, they get up there and they start yelling at each other and they look like they hate each other. But when the cameras go off, they're walking out arm in arm, going to have lunch together and whatnot. So, I mean, I think that's the most important thing. And, and, and yeah, I mean, there, there's always these people who are sitting there propagating war, who never have to go and fight. And that's why they can do that. They can sit there back, sit back comfortably and say these things. But really to say the truth, Sam, I really wish that people would just 
Look at the receipts and see what happened. See what went on in 2014, how we funded neo-Nazis you know, to change this country's government so we can get in there. And everything went to crap after that. And where we're at today is because of 2014. And any American, the only thing they should be, if they're mad at anybody, it shouldn't be Putin. It shouldn't be Ukraine. It should be, they should be mad at their own government, the United States, for doing what they did. I completely agree with you, man. All of it. All right, guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Athletic Greens. That's right. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a fun way to get my multivitamins, and there is no better way than Athletic Greens. That's right. Tastes great. Does the work. Makes me feel amped. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics and apple aptogens okay yeah to help you start your day right the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy your recovery your focus and aging all things holla at your boy okay i love to throw a little orange juice some athletic greens some fruit in there and then bang Bang, as I, I do it, as I salute the American flag. <laughs> and when I finish, an eagle lands on my on my shoulder, and we just sing the national anthem because I love athletic greens. That's right. It's a lifestyle, okay? And it's a lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo. Keto. Keto or keto, dude. I do keto. You do keto, okay? <laughs> paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Does not matter. It is all good in the hood with them, okay? Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificials, okay? Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, all right? Why not make it the best of the best, okay? It's important to choose a very high-quality fucking multivitamin with high-quality ingredients to get your body rocking, okay? It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Come on, dude. Athletic Green has over five, over 7,000 five-star reviews, man. You know you want it. Right now, it's time to claim your health and arm your immunity system with convenient daily nutrition especially heading into flu and cold season it's just one scoop uh, one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it no need for multiple millions of different pills and supplements okay just one simple scoop i'm gonna predict something and then i want to go back to 2014 and then just kind of do a chronological order to where we are today, right? So just because, you know, there's this great Twitter thread, and I think it's very important because this isn't just a, a right now thing. This is a, uh, this is a six, I mean, he just said 2014. So that's what, eight years? Eight years ago. Eight years we've been on this kind of like hurling towards this chaos, man. But, you know, it's like when you talk about like R's and D's again, and you totally nailed it, where it's like, there, especially in California, there's this notion that if you don't vote Democrat, you're voting for the Republican. But when you vote Democrat, you are continuing these policies that you're miserable about. I mean, you you hate crime. You, you've 
you're compassionate about homeless people, but you want them to something be done about them to take care of them. You don't like the price of gas. You don't like what's being done in your schools, right? You hate all this stuff, but you keep voting for D's because you can't come to grips with that. The R's winning. And I'm not saying the R's are going to win or should win or any of that, but you just keep voting for the same crazy people that have destroyed where you live it makes no sense it's stockholm syndrome yeah well they're easy to manipulate too right a lot of the people on the left are built on emotion especially the progressives they don't go down the rabbit hole they don't look at anything in a nuanced matter it's just the, the feelings on top how do you feel we call them the emotional left or I believe Steve called them a skinny jean left, right? You know, it's like you can just tell them stuff on the surface and they'll buy it. They'll go with it because they don't want to be labeled a racist. They think they're more, more morally superior than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just these it's easy to goat people into that that way. And And, and you're right. It is crazy because. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody should just be opting out of the team sports mentality. People on the right, yes, dude. people on the left, just get the hell out of the, the mainstream media parties and do something else. You know what I'm saying? Vote for somebody else. Yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to vote for president or vice president ever again. I think my whole focus, whether I stay in L.A. or move, is going to be local, mayor, uh, city council, Board of Education. Governor? Governor. Governor, yeah. Governor. I'm starting yeah. to think the governors are more powerful than even the president. Yeah. Right? No, I mean, you're right. Yeah, I was just going to agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think we need to focus on that. Like, the internet, for as great as it, as, it, as it is, has taken our focus off of local politics. And I think part of that was done purposefully so they can move in and get go. I mean... What is going, I mean, like New York City mayor, right? List vaccine passports, but then it's like kids under five still have to wear a mask. Where's the science? Well, it's because you don't get a newspaper. We used to get a newspaper. We used to have local yeah. and cream, the yeah. crazy shit yeah. going on. Now yeah. it's just all the crazy shit. Here's the crazy shit. Yeah. Now it's all the national and and uh, uh, international. So let's get into uh, let's get into start. Let's start with 2014 and the Ukraine. I'm gonna say something. This is not pasta speaking. Obviously, this is <laughs> Sam Tripoli, and you know that. You know we had, we did an episode. We had some Q stuff in there, and I know everybody's butthole just starts tightening up when I say the letter Q. But what I'm gonna say something right. <laughs> Now, pasta, you can, you can, you know, uh, if you want to turn off your screen so you're not associated with this, I totally understand that. But I'm just going to say this the real Q-tards out there are the people who still, in their heart of hearts, believe in Russian collusion. Okay? Just know that. Yeah. Russian collusion, okay, was pushed by your government and your national media. Deep throated by so many people like Bill Maher, even uh, even the guy I love, like Joe Rogan. I love uh, he had episodes talking about Russian collusion. I got in arguments with other people on big podcasts about Russian collusion. I went to Jimmy Dore show. I laid it out. How was it? This was way back in 2015. OK, so I told you what was going on. So the real cute tarts are the people who in their heart, heart still believe there's Russian collusion, okay? Still yeah. believe it. To be clear, we're yeah. not saying the people who might have believed it once because people that you used to trust were telling you it's true. People that you, you like, the main... But let me clean this up to Like, you. the equivalent of Walter Cronkite now was telling you But let me tell truth. you something. Yeah. The people who are yelling, cutard, cutard, yeah. at one point, fully believing well, Russian collusion. I mean, collusion. some people that are saying cutard 
fully didn't believe in rest and closing because I'm on Okay. And, and Johnny and I have our disagreements. I think a, a lot of information, well, I, you know, for a quote unquote side up to work, there has to be a lot of information in it. Some truth. Yeah. For some truth. Yeah, but not, I mean, the, the psyops, collusion, they're not giving anything valuable. Jeffrey Epstein uh, and, and Ukraine were all a big part of that. So I'm just going to put that out. I'm not saying it's real. I'm just saying a lot of this trust, information. Trust the plan, baby. Okay. We used to say that. Russiagate was queuing on for for wine moms. That's what we used to talk about. <laughs> yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. And right? it's like you can do an internet thing and be, but the news uh, and your politicians and your Hollywood, your favorite Hollywood celebrities, all cram that down your throat. Big time. Yeah. Dude, Trump got peed yeah. on. Yeah, like everybody was talking. Like my mom was like, "You know, Trump got peed on." I was like, "Dude, what are you talking about?" I, yeah, I got peed on. I like it. So, anyways, <laughs> so so Pasta, let's get into the Ukrainian stuff. So, gotcha. We, the, where do you want to start with that? Because I want to start there, then get into the election, then get into Russian collusion, then get into this this uh, v- uh vaccine and all this stuff, and then I want to end with uh election integrity because I think they're yeah. all part of one thing. Well, let's start. Let's make sure we save a little room for uh, what do you call it? Cultural Marxism, too, as well. Yeah, I, I want to talk about that, too, as well, because, well, you know, I went and I'm an election observer. I'm an election guy, uh, election integrity specialist. And I went down to Nicaragua and uh, in Honduras. And when I was in Nicaragua, really, I mean, I was just like I, I couldn't wait to come back here and tell people about what I saw. So but when it comes to let's get back to Ukraine first. So we get into that. What, what do you want to talk about as far as Ukraine? Do you want me to lay out? What happened? Yeah, so basically, what I want to get into is this game plan these unoriginal fucks keep doing all the time, which is create an extremist group, well-funded, trained, armed, okay? And what's going to happen is they're going to create these neo-Nazis. You can already see the game plan. Create the neo-Nazis, have them battle all this stuff with Russia, and then once this wings, use the term neo-Nazis as a reason to go in there and clean up the Ukraine. This is what's going to happen because they've done it with they've done it with the Middle East, they've done it with Afghanistan, they ISIS, Al Qaeda, now neo-Nazis. It's the yeah. same fucking game plan it's drug dealers in latin america pablo escobar el chapo it's like we fund these guys they create havoc and then we like we we they have to manifest us into wanting to save everybody so then yeah. we then they go in there and take military. Yeah. It's it's their game plan over yeah. over over I, over. I think again. they also simplify it down to good versus evil, right? Like yeah. I made a tweet the other day. I said his name is Vladimir Putin. It's not Thanos. Just yeah. take it easy over here, right? You know. But I mean, yeah. And, and this is something we do a lot. You want to talk about the biggest cartel in the world? They occupy the White House, uh, and some of them live in the shadows too, as well. You know, behind what's going on. And you you know you've talked about you know BlackRock, Vanguard, all these. These companies, these are the people that we need to be fearing, you know, and I I keep looking up at the World Economic Forum uh, and and there's so many things that tie into that that really actually play out in Afghanistan where it was the great distraction, right? Like we just transitioned from COVID seamlessly into war. Nothing said. It's just gone. We're not going to pay attention to what was in its wake. Nobody's talking about it anymore. Nobody gives a shit about the crimes against humanity. Nobody even wants to talk where it came from. Now it's just. Russia and Ukraine. 
And most of the Americans, people like Marianne Williamson, Sean Penn, you know, oh. going over there. <laughs> um, I think they've already slated. What's his name? Uh, Jeremy Renner to play Zelinsky. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a joke. The, they, that's for real. Dude, For listen to me, man. When Sean, P dude, all of the signs of a psyop are all there. In particular, Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Doing yeah. a doc. 20 minutes into this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's something's up. But after you know, you, after dude, they, they have a bunch of union issues. Let's be honest. They got to clear all that union stuff. So they had to be a little ahead of the game, Sam. You can't blame them. <laughs> it's the just, funny thing is, too, is like when you start talking about Ukraine, there's a lot of other great stories there. Like, you know, you got these bio labs now that we're getting more information. I really right. didn't speak on them. But now we got that shit coming out. But what people have to understand is that if, uh, one of the, the worst black markets in the world come out of Ukraine because we pretty much destabilized the country in 2014. The famous phone call that was intercepted between Jeff, Jeffrey Pyatt and Victoria Nuland, who was the Ukrainian ambassador at the time, picking who they're going to who the next government is going to be um, saying FDEU, whatnot. But when it happened, uh, literally, it was a bloody coup. It was a bad coup. It had been brewing for a while. A lot of people don't realize that George Soros was in there a couple of years before that. He's been in there for a long time, but he was actually putting money, Sam, into independent media over there. That's how he rallied the troops and got the protest started in the first place, because all this globalist mentality minded money is pushing people to, to overthrow their government because Viktor Yanukovych, who was the president at the time, wasn't even like a hardcore Russian friendly president. In fact, he was looking at the EU for a deal and decided not to take it because it wasn't a good deal. But, you know, he was still weighing his options. But anyways, the country fell because we supported the coup. And now coming these these radical groups that you talk about, we we don't shy down from supporting radical groups ac across the globe if they do what they what we want them to do for us geopolitically. Right. You know, what I'm saying if, if they fight our enemy, the enemy of our enemy is our friend. We don't care about them. And we've done this in Afghanistan with the Mujahideen, who, you know, I still regret rooting for them in Rambo 3. They had me rooting for the Mujahideen. That's I'll so never fun. forgive Sylvester Stallone. It's just disgusting. But this neo-Nazi fashion, which was a small percentage, but it took place in every single part of the government, uh, inside their Congress, in their police force, in their military, including... Uh, what they call street politics in the Ukraine, which is a lot of people just acting out law and order on the streets. And these neo-Nazis were a big part of that. Eastern Ukraine, a little bit different than Western Ukraine, has a lot of ethnic speaking Russians that live on the border in the Donbass region. You might have heard of them by now, Luhansk and Donetsk. Those two particular areas which border Russia have a lot of Russian speaking ethnics, uh, yeah. ethnic speaking Russians. Yeah. Well, when the new government got in there, they disassembled their party, which is the party of regents, removed any representation from them and started going after their language, trying to not let them use their language, Russian, uh, in uh, in town halls, in public settings, whatnot. Uh, and pretty much the the people in eastern Ukraine rejected the regime government that was propped up by the West in the United States. So henceforth, we had somewhat of a civil war where a lot of Western Ukrainians, the new governments, neo-Nazis, were shelling these people in the Donbass for the last eight years. And literally, when Viktor Yanukovych was run off, he told Putin, you're going to have to intervene right away. You can't sit back on this. A lot of Russians inside of Russia, citizens, were mad at Putin for not intervening because these people were just getting shelled on a regular basis 
mostly civilians, which has now led to this time right now where Putin said enough is enough. And he had to go on in there and try to not only just demilitarize the country because Zelensky, the president, who is an actor, a comedian, I don't know how good of a comedian he is. I'll let you judge that. You're the comedian, but uh, he is an actor. He's never been involved in politics today. Um, he said they're going to denazify the country. And Zelensky had mentioned that he wanted to gain nuclear weapons. So that was like the red line. Putin says, no more. Let's go in there. Let's give these people in the Donbass region their uh, their uh, their own countries, because that's what they want. They were separatists of sorts. Let's recognize them. Let's hit these military attacks. But the thing that's crazy about it is that all the Americans, you know, including our Congress, I don't know if you watched that state of the zombie. I mean, that state of the union and them waving the Ukrainian flags and standing up. I mean, unbelievable, disgusting. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and it's just like you. How? Do, listen, there's a lot of things going on. One of them is when everything happens all at once. You have to know this isn't natural. Like that's the biggest thing. None of this is natural. None of that. It's, it's all called astroturfing, dude. Yep. When this thing is everywhere instantly, it is done purposefully. It has been planned and they get a running start. It's not real. What they are doing is trying to manifest consent to go to war in the Ukraine and they can't get it. it now that doesn't mean they'll do so won't do so. You know, they'll send some fucking uh mercenaries in there that cause some chaos. So what so you're saying there's a false flag coming through? Oh, I mean, they, they've been trying to do that. I, this whole thing's a false flag. What, what I'm wondering, I, I'm curious what you think, uh, is whether they're disappointed that Russia... Cause I, my, my sense is that they probably wanted Russia to kind of kick ass in there, you know, and, and, and wipe up Ukraine. Uh, and I feel like maybe they're disappointed that Russia hasn't actually proven to be this beast of a you know a military threat like we've built them up to be for decades now. They are. They are. Oh, you they think they are? Beasts. They, they are. are beasts. I don't think so. That's once again, that's the BS. They, that's the play now by the American media and the American government to act like this is, oh, they're freedom fighters in there. It's the same thing as Afghanistan to prop yeah. these people up, yeah. to arm them. But, you know, I think it was uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor was on uh, Fox the other day and he even says everything that you look, if you start looking into what's going on, it's being debunked. Putin is not taking any territories. He's just he's just taking out the military, you know, with precision bombs and whatnot. He doesn't want to take Ukraine. You know what I'm saying? He wants them to neutralize. He wants them to make sure they have a government that's not going to have Nazis shelling the, the people of the Donbass on the border. And he doesn't he's not going to let them seek nuclear weapons. So believe you me, this is like this is going to wrap up. It should wrap up. But then again, a lot of people feel like that the United States was trying to push another Afghan situation. I, I don't know if you guys heard. But they started giving AK-47 assault rifles to everybody on the ground, all the yeah. citizens. They started arming them like crazy. That's my favorite thing, yeah. too, is that they're like, they're trying to get rid of guns here, but they're <laughs> arming over there. Again! Again! Yeah. The same yeah. people that are trying to get rid of our Second Amendment are arming Afghanistan and the Ukraine. It's like, how that's, do you not see this? People, don't even, people that don't even know how to use a gun, at least people here that have guns know how to use a gun. At Not least. all of us, but we're trying. Yeah, we're trying but. To learn. Um, but it goes so much deeper. Let's even go back to the basically Germany, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the unification of Germany, the discussion of the Europe and uh, America with Russia that NATO will never, ever, ever come to Russia's border. That was an agreement with unifying Germany. 
And this is where we are right now. We are trying to come on their, we're trying to come right up to their border, man. Again, we just did an episode about the Ukraine, uh, Kazaria, and that old conflict for many years. You know, it's so funny when you get into like uh, um, cultural Marxism, Kazaria, all that stuff. All you do is get bombarded with political correct scare tactics. Oh, anti-Semitism. Oh, this is another anti-Semitic fake conspiracy. Because what they want is weak-minded people not to look into it. So you see these terms. uh, Oh, oh, this is anti-Semitic. You go running because you don't even want to look at it. And the truth is, there's it's totally true. And this is our old wars from there a long time ago. Why have we fully engaged with China, but not Russia? What is the deal? Because China's the same thing. China is on Russia's side, but for some reason, our our party leaders can't stop slobbing that knob. I can't. I don't get it. Your thoughts, Pasta? Well, I I just also want to say like a lot of those things, those terms are created so that when people do mention it, they get demonized for mentioning it. Right. Conspiracy theory was invented by people who were trying to question the Kennedy assassination. So they did that to demonize them. So that's why they do have all these terms and these kind of labels from when people speak, because then you can just smear them right away. And no matter what they say, you don't pay attention to it. You know, they they did it to Alex Jones back in the days and now they're doing it to everybody. Um, but yeah, I, I once again, and, and I'm going to tell you the truth, you know, right now, to be honest with you, we're talking about all these geopolitical things. We're talking about Russia. We're talking about China. You know, you're talking to a guy. Uh, let me put my tin foil hat on. You know, I believe <laughs> a lot of this stuff proud, is coming. Wear it proud, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from like higher. You must go higher, my son. This is coming from the World Economic Forum. This is coming from, you know, Klaus Schwab, the Great Reset. It, it seems like, you know, all the governments are really at war with their people. And a lot of them are working together, like behind the scenes. And there's a very good chance that Putin and Xi Jinping, you know, these guys, you know, they speak at the World Economic Forum. I just mentioned Lindsey Graham. This might be a plan to, you know, once again, break down the economics of what's going on. You know, make sure there's there's just an economic collapse where the people start, you know, eating each other, right? Like the old Alex Jones, I will eat you, uh, your liberal ass, he said. I will eat Um, your liberal ass. I will eat your liberal ass. I'm looking at you. But, I mean, that's what it might all be about, and I really think people need to start looking at that and start realizing that we have nothing but puppets running the game. And, man, they are winning because they are not, not only are they keeping us distracted, they're keeping us divided. And and what we're starting to find out is, like, this is a war without borders. This is not country versus country, but this is, like, like shadow secret. I mean, they're not really secret, right? I mean, he's yeah. out in the open saying all this shit. A lot of it, yeah. And he's just coming up, totally up. Now, I want to get into the election. Because, you know, we've had Whitney Webb on and she's talking about how all this is to get us not to believe in elections, to destroy election election integrity, the view of election integrity. And I think there is something to that. Um, The question I have for you, Pasta, is do you believe in your heart of hearts that the election of Donald Trump was legit? The first time, or was 
is there any theater to it? I think there hasn't been a really honest election ever, almost. Like, I really totally goes back agree. a long, long way. You know, you go back to the Kennedy-Nixon election, where a lot of people talk a lot of dead people voting kind of got Kennedy over the top and whatnot. I, I think a lot of our elections are um, definitely theater, kabuki theater. And Whitney's right. A lot of it, half of the elections, they're so bad. If you, if you look at our elections, just the framework of our elections, like, like I said, I just went down to Honduras and Nicaragua and observed their elections over there. And I've observed our elections in about 20 states at, in, in the United States. Uh, it's ridiculous. And I believe half of the people are just going to check out and say, this is bullshit. I don't want to deal with this. You don't know what. It's just so messed up. But the other half, our elections are there to present the illusion of a democracy, right? Like you think that it's about the people and the people's choice. So when a lot of things that, you know, don't, a lot of bills that don't get passed or, or something for the people, they can say, oh, well, you know, this is who you picked. This is who you chose. And therefore, they think they can just vote harder the next time. And that's that. Now, I will say this when it comes to the election, just as a, an election integrity activist, we look at a lot of math, right? Um, I don't use the word uh, mathematical anomalies anymore because I use the word, the term mathematical anomalies to describe what happened in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, okay. Georgia, when the votes came in in the middle of the night where it was just these huge, huge, crazy leads that were just erased. Uh, and they gave you some BS excuses. Well, it's the mail-in ballots. Those are, you know, predominantly Democrat, not by historic reasons that, you know, historically they've been mostly conservative, older people who did mail-in ballots and stuff, but they give you all these things and they, and you say, Oh, it's a mathematical anomaly. No, it's a mathematical impossibility yes. is what it is. So yeah. when you look at the math of the last election, a lot of shit is off. There's so many different things in so many areas where you're going, nah, this is BS. Donald Trump's first election, the math made a lot more sense. Now, do does that mean it wasn't anything fugazi there? I, I don't know, but I can just tell you this much that the first election, it made sense. The last election is just off the charts with irregularities, impossibilities, anomalies, whatever you call it. It was really messed up. You know, when we take a look at all these things, let's say 9-11, I know this may not be your your thing, but, you know, the physics involved with all of it makes no sense. But yet, here it is, it just happens to go the government and the neocons way, you know, this anomaly, there we are, the anomaly of it happens to go the way for power, right? So now we got this election in 2020, but... And boom, you know, the anomaly happens to go the way of, again, the George Bush death cult. I make no illusions of who, who Trump is. He, I think he's an actor playing a role and that his crime organization won that, that 2016. And that he is, he's, you know, he's not a good guy. He's a crime boss. That runs one organization, and just like we see with cartels, they're battling over turfs. They're, you know, we it's always famous about Chicago, where you know the the mayors or the candidates are battling over who will control the purse of Chicago, who gives out the contracts, who gives out the work. Like that's the power. That's what the power is all about. 
But when it comes to, you know, when you watch Brewster's Millions, right, with Richard Pryor, you know, here here's Richard Pryor's character coming into the election. The two guys who are fighting with each other have a secret meeting to work out how they're going to get rid of Richard Pryor. So the oligarchies work together when it's in their best interest against the I mean, people. Isn't that how they got Bernie out? Right. That's my humble opinion. So we go to two thousand. So this show comes from from Hillary Clinton kneecapping Bernie Sanders, right? Straight up kneecapping him. We you know we see Bernie Sanders playing stadiums. Okay, everybody, I, dude, I'm, everybody I'm, there. I, 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 and Hillary Clinton doing lunch lady numbers. Dude, like a, a uh, millennial. We were all sucking his dick at that time. We are like, yo, no, no dad. Free schooling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, she was literally playing cafeterias. I mean, I saw it. With, dude, I saw it with Ron Paul. I mean, I went to stadiums many times that were full with him, and the guy had never pulled more than a couple percent, you know. And, and, and you know, if you go back repeatedly. to what Pasta was saying about all elections being rigged, it's like, okay, you're telling me, let's say, 1980, right? I, I I don't know who that might have been Reagan. I'm not sure, but let's say the 1980 ele election, right? How many people voted, right? And by and by 5 p.m. fucking Pacific time, or or even let's say 7 p.m. Pacific time, we had all the tallies done. We had all the votes counted by that time by a bunch of elderly senior citizen people that we knew. Who won? Oh, wow. Reagan won. George Bush won. Hand-counted ballots by senior citizen elderly people that totally nailed it and was 100%. Come on, dude. I will say I felt a lot better about Ron Paul until I did phone banking. Nothing will make you lose faith, more faith in the average voter than doing a phone bank. Like oh, I, Just people? calling thousands of people. Most yeah. people are... Just arrogant about their ignorance. Yeah, exactly. And they're just watching. They're plugging into CNN, believe it or not, or whatever their news source is. Was it just sounds and of this on the phone? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it was just. It was everybody. It was just everybody. Like, no, I'm just voting for the Democrat. Sorry, sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was guilty of that. I admit it. So was I. So I think we all were, right? You know, and, and that's the thing too, as well. Like. In Nicaragua, which I think Nicaragua was one of the best election systems I saw. And I, let me let me tell you about these things, too, Sam, because th th it's interesting. And this is why I thank you for letting me come on your show, because there are some conservatives or patriots, whatnot, that were really up on me. Like when I was talking about the 2020 election, you know, because they love to see a guy who supported Tulsi and Bernie, a leftist, right, who's saying that the election's not fair. They love to tokenize me that way. Look at this guy here. He's even a leftist. He's saying that the elections aren't fair and he's a leftist. Um but when you go to Nicaragua uh, and when I came back, a lot of conservatives didn't take my calls anymore because it was a socialist country that has more of a representative democracy than we do here at home. You have one day of voting on a Sunday. It's a national holiday. There are no drop boxes. There are no mail-in ballots, not mail-in voting. A lot of countries have canceled mail-in voting because it's too many areas ripe for fraud. And that was even said by Jimmy yeah. Carter and James Baker in a dual uh, yeah. uh, uh, kind of like. Uh, what do you call those things? A little. They had a little group that got together and they said it was an election integrity thing. Like this is the area most ripe for fraud. So in Nicaragua, one day of voting, uh, no no drop boxes, no mail in voting. You must hold on to your seats now. You must have ID in a third world country. What? Uh, it, the average time to vote six seven minutes. You're in and you're out. Public counting at the end of the night. Um, it's organized. It's quick. There's checks balances. 
it, it was just far superior than what we see here in the United States. They keep it simple, uh, stupid, but it's just, it, I, I was actually, when I was in Honduras the second time, that was Honduras was after Nicaragua. I was crying, Sam, when they were doing the public counting because I want that. I want public counting where it's transparent, not where 99% of our tabulation comes from these three companies that have not only proprietary software where you can't look in the hood and see what's going on with the program that's running, but their ownership is also proprietary because they're owned by hedge funds of zombie companies of another zombie companies. So in the United States, 99% of our tabulation is run by, you don't know who, and it's proprietary closed software. Wow. No, 100%, man, 100%. And when you have, Fucking Bernie Sanders, who, like, I think they told him exactly what happened to him with Hillary, and he did nothing about it, fully knowing that the election was going to be rigged. And what did he do? He still took your campaign dollars. He still, where'd that money go? Where did Bernie's money go? Dude, you don't stick in the Senate as long as he did. Without not, playing ball, not right? Play a ball. Right? Yeah. So then he yeah. goes, I think, either Seth Meyers, Jimmy Kimmel, or uh, Jimmy Fallon. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, One of those like talking heads. They're all the same. And he basically tells you exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. election's going to happen. pushing for things that are just crooked. Early counting. Early counting is just early fraud. It's like giving me the playbook <laughs> to what you're going to do. If I'm a Democratic establishment person and I'm running the elections and I can look at the results early, then I know where I can get more votes in and what areas I have to do to manipulate the election my way. It's just the most dishonest thing. And he's out there. We need to start counting early. There needs to be extra counting, extra days and stuff. And what inspired me to get deeper into elections, Sam, uh, was the fact that in the 2016, the DNC lawsuit case, my friend Nico House, Jared Beck, they pretty much put the on behalf of Bernie Sanders voters, not Bernie Sanders. They brought this case against the DNC and the DNC said in a courtroom in 2016 that yep. they can go into the back room filled with cigar smoke and pick whoever they want. And that was it for me. I said that I thought the progressives that we talked about were going to plant their flag and say enough is enough. Instead, they tucked their tail between their legs and they just took it. Of course, man, because who is your progressive? Big city, blue check mark, rich kids who work in industries where all it takes is one red light and you don't get the promotion. So it's all about conforming conforming com- look at toronto if you take a look at what happened with canada all the pro castro shit came out of toronto because it's a big city and it's purposely made so everybody works in these corporations where you are pounded into your head that if you don't fucking tow the company line you'll be fucking out so the so you just do monkey see monkey do and you just towed the line and that's why they'll never call it out that's yeah. why it's like dude look at hollywood how many how many people in hollywood are so afraid to be themselves because they know it takes one red light and they don't ever work again in la yeah they don't ever yeah that's it. You know, we have a friend of mine. I keep telling him, get on the couch and we have some discussions. He's like, ah, I don't want to do that. You know, he's got an acting career. He doesn't want to necessarily ruin it because if he feels if he opens his mouth, a lot of those producers, a lot of those directors 
we'll you know 86 him and he won't be involved it's 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 a scary world in which what we're living in but yeah watching the the democrats or the progressives or whatever just take that thing it, it was a hard pill to swallow and that's one thing I really do like about the Patriots, I guess, if you want to call them the Trump people. Like, you know, they're really pursuing this election integrity thing. They've been working on it in a lot of states. It hasn't stopped. It's been going on. Uh, there's a lot of uh, citizen groups that are actually filing lawsuits themselves. Uh, a lot of great stuff going on in Georgia. We just saw some stuff come out in Wisconsin. P- Pennsylvania's got stuff going on. Uh, in Arizona, I will be supporting my first Republican I've ever supported, Mark Fincham. Uh, we talk here and there. He's got to implement some stuff. He's running for Secretary of State because his number one goal is to fix elections. So there is some exciting stuff going on. Um, and I like to go talk to those people and educate them when it comes to elections and stuff because I've been doing it for a while. And, man, when you start looking under the hood, Sam – it is some dirty shit that's going on. I don't know how anybody can stand there and say, yeah, I think these election results are okay. I think they're good because the framework is so bad from everything from the mail-in systems. Like a lot of people don't even realize. I ask them all the time, like, who makes your mail-in ballot? And they're like, I don't know. Well, if they mail out a mail-in ballot, it doesn't go to the person it's supposed to go to because that person moved, that person died. What happens to that ballot? Where does it go then? And if uh, ballot harvesting is illegal, is legal, and it is le- it's legal in I think twenty four states now. Unbelievable! States, I don't even well, know. I can what that walk is, in with a thousand ballots awful. and hand them off. I mean, ridiculous. I'm, I'm but remember, we also broke the system too. The last primary in twenty twenty was ridiculous. Lines for seven hours, six hours, eight hours. I mean, they had these pizza lines. I don't know if you saw these things where. Uh, Rich people can donate pizzas because they wanted you to stay in the line. And literally some people were ordering pizza to the line. They would get free pizza brought to the lines. And they had a list of all the all the pizzas they delivered. It was ridiculous what happened in Los Angeles. They broke the system on purpose to where it's like, I don't want to wait five, six hours. Why yeah. should it take five, six hours to vote? I keep asking people Listen. this. And this was going on in Texas and in New York and parts of Florida and California and Washington and stuff. They broke the system on purpose. They've read and, the and, data. and our elections are so screwed up. It's going to take a long time before we they can get it back. The because data. They know the data, dude. They know yeah. the data. And the data shows that the Democrats are completely fucked. They're completely fucked. Nobody has any. Dude, Hillary Clinton kicked this whole thing off. Her psychopath greed and inability to accept that she's never going to be president. She has scorched the earth. They, they destroyed, she was the, her and the Clinton, the Koch brothers again brought the Clintons in to move the Democratic Party central, okay, to the middle, more conservative, and they've done everything they can, and now they've completely destroyed any faith in the Democratic Party. It's fucking done. And like, dude, after the 2016 election, when she destroyed, everyone saw what she did to Bernie Sanders. And listen, man, I wasn't a Bernie Sanders guy after a while because I started realizing what was going on. But I said to myself, even though I'm not into socialism, the people wanted that guy. If the people want that guy, he should be able to run. I'm against socialism. I love capitalism. But I think all systems can be manipulated, right? But I... that was who the fucking Democratic Party wanted. I've since then realized what a fucking fraud Bernie Sanders is. Completely gnarly. Now with all this Russia talk that he's doing about the Ukraine, it just proves my point. So 
So what happens is, uh, and I don't, uh, you know, John Paul Rice has had done some wonderful research into the data of the Democratic primary, and all the data comes out, and it's saying this was complete and utter fraud. You know, Lee Camp, uh, uh, Lee Camp, Jimmy Dore opened my eyes. They were talking about uh, exit polls. Uh, exit polls off by 10, 12, yeah. 15%. And, uh, the, you know, the U.S. Election Committee or what a federal election committee yeah, says DAC. anything off than yeah. 2% is fraud. Well, and fraud. if you remember a few years ago, they stopped releasing exit polls before exactly before the the polling they stopped doing them yeah yeah Yeah. and and it's and then i i think you know that was a that was a warning sign right there like oh wait a minute what is this it's a big tell one one hundred percent so right before like right before the election and i don't know if this affected it or not i think it did comey reopens the investigation into benghazi in the emails you know, we can get into that on why they did that on this show. We like to think it's the uh, NYPD that forces hand. You can't find that story anywhere on the internet. They've 1984 that story into a fucking memory hole. Huh? That thing's fucking gone. Internet never existed. Like it never existed, dude. Bye. So that, that comes out. We Col- needed NFTs back then. That's why we needed them. Yeah, dude, <laughs> for sure. So that story comes out. She she loses the thing. That's such a good idea, putting news on the blockchain. I never even thought about well, that. Well, that's yeah. why pasta's pasta, go. dude, because he's okay. a fucking G amongst Gs. That's a great Innovator. Idea. Innovator. Well, that's okay. the that's the only good reason for NFTs, right? Other than the fact, I own one FT. I own a Playboy bunny because they did like thirteen thousand of them, and uh, by owning that particular bunny, it gives me admission to any uh, Playboy event that is ever being thrown. I get to go in because of that thing, but I get to hang it on my wall in the meta fucking verse, and it's gonna look really nice in my in my property in the hey, sand lot. That would so cancel about it, but that would cancel a lot of the uh, Mandela effect. An NFT? You have an NFT? Be like, yo, it's been that since I was doing the blockchain. That's going to be interesting, dude. The NFT versus the universe and parallel any parallel stuff. So I want to get into your thoughts on the Durham investigation because now we're into the, the, the Obama and them are panicking. Yeah. They begin to see that the data showing that Hillary is not polling well. In particular, Jimmy Dore brought this up to me, that they did polls on what you didn't like about Hillary Clinton. Number one thing was her uh, Uranium One deal with the Russians, where she gave them uh, 10% of our uranium. A lot of discussion into why that was. Uh, You know, backdoor deals give it to Russia. Russia was going to give some stuff to Iran. And then when it all came out, they're going to blame Russia for helping to give the, uh, Iran nuclear, uh, uranium and blah, blah, blah. She's polling not well on that. So what yeah. do they do? What they do? And it's the same thing that we, what they do is they put it on your candidate, which where have we seen that before George Bush and, uh, who did George well, carry? What's his name? John, John Kerry? John Kerry, where 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 George Bush questions John Kerry's Vietnam service, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Swift voted him, yeah. Right, where they don't, they, you know, nobody remembers about George Bush being on base, but now it's all about John Kerry's service, right? That That's what they do. They yeah. take their negative and they put it on the other person. So now Hillary's talking about Russian collusion with the 
uh, with uh, Trump and the Russians. So, and, and jump in, Pasa, if you have any opinions yeah. on this, but uh, the one thing that they do, and I said this before, Carter Page, that had been in, being investigated before by the FBI, somehow makes his way onto Trump's uh, transition team. While he was on, he was a part of uh, 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 Bill Clinton's transition team 10 years earlier. Right or twenty years earlier? What I, I think it was ten years earlier than that at that point, right? Right or no? No, it was it was sixteen years earlier, I believe something like that. I think the numbers you can look into it. But Carter Page makes it. He's already being investigated by the FBI for some shady shit. Now he's on Trump's investigation team. Then you have that Stephen Helper or what Helpler or whatever his name is, the old spook that that was uh, uh, spying on. Jimmy Carter for Reagan and George Bush happens to somehow be in England. He's teaching there. He's meeting up with Stepanapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapal
Uh, the vice president, what was his name? There's no better proof that the media is captured, by the way, than them not covering that. The absence of coverage on this issue is just total proof now that media is completely captured by government and, and, and won't report on anything of substance, really. You know, it's just a, you know, a pure propaganda. The notion that getting rid of Trump would give it to Hillary, in what world does that happen? It doesn't, but this was a Hail Mary pass, and they got busted, and, and here we are now. So we're at this Durham thing. You know, I mean, everything that the, the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists have been telling you is true. So now we get into, okay, Russian Gate. they won't let you enjoy at any time any part of Donald Trump being president. No matter what you think, whether... Things are looking good. Things They're not. They're going to bombard you, which is a giant part of, I just want this to stop. The most liberal, the, the most uh, punk rock motherfuckers I know want to vote for Joe Biden because they want the, the news to stop. And guess what you got? None of that. None of that. You got cucked. You got completely <laughs> cucked. You got played, and they just kept pounding your ass. Yeah. yeah. So and it seems like they're trying to, no matter what, bring Trump back so they'll have a, a scapegoat on all their bad fucking moves, right? Like, just bring him back in. get it. No matter what, they'll always blame him. It, it's disgusting what's going on in the Ukraine right now between Trump going, oh, when I, if I was president, I told Putin, you, would, you go into Ukraine, I'll bomb Moscow. Like, shut the hell up. And you have a bunch of leftists now or establishment Democrats going, these are the reasons why Putin, Trump is controlled by Putin and put it out. Now you pay attention to this bullshit over here instead of looking at what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I totally agree with Trump, you. Trump dude. plays into that, too. I mean, he. he, he oh, he does. Yeah, he, he's part thing, Trump. He's part of it. Make no mistake. All the important decisions Trump has been absent, right? He became a vaccine fucking salesman. Right. He didn't push and fight, supposedly, when they changed his executive order to make sure that everybody got hydroxychloroquine. Like, you know, they, they changed the order, uh, Dr. Rick Bright and Janice Woodcock, so that only people in the hospital would get it. Not everybody would get it beforehand, like in El Salvador, the way they gave everybody in the country little bags of ivermectin and whatnot. He didn't fight for that. He pretty much joined them. Uh, he, he says that Bitcoin is fake because he works for the monetary system. He didn't pardon Julian Assange, my sweatshirt over here. So when it comes to any important decision, Trump has been absent. And he's 100%. Just been, he, no uh, way. He's he, part of it. It's he, professional wrestling. For, for sure. He eliminated he eliminated free speech on campuses when you couldn't call out uh, uh, Israel because uh, basically these colleges all fund the military industrial complex their their trust uh, board of trustees put uh all the money in a, in a trust the trust invests in hedge funds and a lot of those hedge funds invest in the military industrial complex which a lot of those companies are in fact israeli which means they couldn't do that all right so he, and desantis is doing this too guys desantis yeah. is full on doing this as well all right oh i got the camera perfect okay just know they're curbing your right to free speech, all right? Dude, the fact that Joe Biden is going to talk to the Saudis about Russia lets you know everything. The the, the the One of three or four countries, which is the Saudi Arabian, Pakistan, Israel, and the United States that were behind 9-11, for sure, lets you know everything. Let you know everything that's going on with that, okay? Uh, funded that, gave Bill Gates... 
uh, ten billion dollars and get, and kept Fauci on. These are facts. Yeah. These yeah. are facts. Yeah. Well, the question is, what do we really do as citizens to stop all this shit? Right. Like now I think the gig is up and, you know, uh, there was an article that was written. Uh, it was called the all stars of the dirtbag leftist. Uh, you know, they, they mentioned Jimmy in there, but they also mentioned myself and, you know, Congratulations. Uh, I was in the streets at a rally and there was a black lives matter member and it was a proud boy and they were standing toe to toe. And I got right in the middle of them because I believe this is what we need, Sam, is we need to come together. And I told them, I said, you two are doing exactly what the ruling class wants us to do. Fight each other. You two have more in common than the people upstairs calling the shots. And you need to, to realize this. Well, they wrote that in the daily beast is look at this kid. He's trying to push this red Brown Alliance and whatnot and how dare him and whatnot. But I mean, that, that's what we need to do at the end of the day. It's why I wanted to come on the show is like, we got to, find a way to park this left right bullshit this t blue this d r thing and find a way that we can come together on certain issues to fight back the evilness this this satanic fucking death cult that's running shit right now because they're just doubling down and they have a bag full of distractions they just use their last one and if you didn't see what if this didn't come to your eyes and come to fruition during the pandemic of what they're trying to do uh, then I, I then Lord help you. I don't know what's going to help you, but that is where we're at, and we are in some serious, serious trouble, and we got to find a way to push through. Uh, were you excited when they called you kid? Who the the media? You said this kid's trying to bring people together. I always love when people call me anything that says I'm young. I'm like, look at this little whippersnapper right here. I'm like, thank you, bro. You can call me anything after that as long as you call me young. So fast forward. Here we go. We're going to the elections. Bernie Sanders lays it out again that how they're gonna how they're gonna steal it. I mean, in the we have all of these giant. Uh, voting machines and suddenly in the history of my life I am almost 50 years old an election is paused we've never seen it before why because the machine the votes were so far behind Joe Biden was so far behind even the machines couldn't keep up in time so they had to stop it so it could have some time to catch up middle okay? of the night baby so Just bring them on in Go Bring on. them on in. You know what I'm saying? When, and, and that's the thing. They use the COVID situation to, uh, you know, allow this mass mail-out system. I mean, it's one thing to say if somebody requests a mail-in ballot, you give it to them. It's another thing to say that everybody who's on that voting roll is going to get a ballot. They're going to mail it out regardless. Now you're going to have an endless amount of ballots out there. And there's so many ways that now flip and, and change an election, forget about it. And that's what they did in the middle of the night. You know, they just literally came in with all these ballots, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and they were able to twist this election the way it is. But you know what, Sam, my my thought process is, and I wonder where, your guy, where you guys are at on this, is are they doing this on purpose in front of our face? Because so many things seem so obvious that they're doing this on purpose because they want to create divisions and make sure people pick a side. Yeah, for sure. But it's also part of if you want to get into the occult, you brought up Satan, but it's like occult stuff, which is sigil magic, symbols. They tell you what they're doing for two reasons, karma, and on top of that, bragging. But I also believe that these these playbooks are all done by ancient motherfuckers, right? Like people in their 80s. Hillary Clinton, they don't know anything else. Hillary Clinton doesn't run her social media. 
They put out stuff. Nobody's telling her, hey, man, everybody thinks you drink baby blood. Maybe you need to get off social media for a second. Nobody tells her that. No, Just like Klaus that. Schwab is like, everybody loves me. You're like, nobody likes you, you she fat She has a fucking podcast. Yeah, I, like, dude, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're just a, she just reads what they tell her. Oh, I don't dude, understand how this no, goes down for her. She literally starts a thousand podcasts. She really does. Like every two weeks, she's got a new podcast because nobody listens to the old one. But uh, <laughs> so I want to get into. So we got the George Floyd thing happens. Eruption. BLM everywhere. Burning down middle and lower class neighborhoods and businesses. Everybody funneling money into BLM, which makes its way to what? Act Blue, which then funds what? The DNC. They couldn't get anyone to fund the money, fund their their elections, mm. so they had to go to Mexico to start trying to make money. Yeah. Uh, it ends up in Patrice Culler's pockets, right? And this is why you have about 20 BLM, local BM, BLM groups break off, uh, and uh, they're doing their own thing because they realize they've been had. I mean, there's also ties, I think, to... George Soros, they Hell talk yeah. about with BLM and whatnot. But, you know, as a person who went out there on the streets and followed a lot of these rallies, I mean, I was in Portland when the feds were there at the courthouse. I was in uh, my part. My partners were in Chaz Chop when that stuff went down. We covered about 30, you know, rallies out here. We went on the East Coast, uh, BLM 757 in Virginia uh, that worked with some Boogaloo boys. So we've been everywhere. Um and I've always said this when people were like in the beginning, they're like, well, pasta. And I said, I don't like Antifa. They're like, why don't you like Antifa? I said, well, because it's not really a group. It's a tactic. And just like all those bricks that were laying out all over the place, you know what I'm saying? These guys, yeah. they, they can be feds. They come in there, they cause destruction, and then they put it on the BLM people. And it, it ruins their movement. Just very similar to what they tried to do in January 6th when we, we were there. I want to get These into that. Feds but come in. They well, fuck around, and now you put it on the movement. And that's what's happened across the board. Because most of the people, i got to be honest with you, Sam, in the BLM movement, the organizers, I've never seen them once, once uh, advocate for violence or destruction or anything else. It's always these stragglers or these people that you don't know that join the, the groups, and they cause the problems, and then it's thrusted on the whole group. Agents of provocateurs, dude. You see, a, yeah. like everybody, like, where, where did Antifa go? Now that George, that Joe Biden's in, where's Antifa? Did they just stop? Did where they go? And, and you know, you had all these prosecutors just turning jails into turnstiles. Yeah, there's only so many FBI agents. Okay, they got to do other things. Yeah, that's true, Johnny. But so we have this whole thing. You have <laughs> Democrats, the media calling Antifa peaceful protesters, burning shit down. Uh, attacking businesses, right? And then you have a bunch of people showing up January sixth to the to the uh, the nation's capital. Now, yep. all we got told for two three years is that America's is has institutional racism, institutional bigotry. Okay, that these these th these protesters. This is just a release valve. The pressure cooker, they're going off. Can you blame them? They're wound up. They need to express themselves. And then here we are. You got a bunch of people on January 6th marching on the Capitol. And these same people that can't stop talking about institutional racism, right, are now cannot believe that you would walk on the Capitol 
You don't do that to the Capitol. You're like, oh, you just told me that there's institutional racism. Now you're mad that the the people are marching on the place where the, the institutional bigotry was installed? Exactly. Did yeah. you stretch before you did that <laughs> mental gymnastics? <laughs> you know, Sam, when we were there, me and Fiorella and Johnny were sitting there and we we get to the Capitol. We were just at the ellipse where Donald Trump was having a speech. We drove right over to the Capitol, which uh, a lot of people don't even realize that the people from the ellipse that marched down to the Capitol weren't even there when the Capitol was breached, when people went in. It wasn't even the same group of people. So to say that Donald Trump incited violence when he was in a different location is just ridiculous. It's hogwash. But we were looking at each other. We're like, this should have been the progressives in 2016. When they said they could pick whoever they want at any time, you know what I'm saying? In the back room full of cigars. This should have been us. It was a stop the steal rally. That's what it was. You know, and we met aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas. You know, we went there to educate and talk to people about elections. You know what I'm saying? To tell them the difference between voter fraud and election fraud and, you know, see what they knew and, and, and have interviews and all that stuff. This was not an insurrection. And yeah, it is kind of crazy. People like, you know, like Cory Bush from the squad and everything else to try to make this look like this was one of the worst things ever. Oh, my God. Mild. Mild. mild or fat like, you know, no heat whatsoever. There were some people who went into the Capitol. There were some people who got rowdy, but that wasn't the majority of the people. There. Listen, the you don't have a violent overthrow pasta yeah. with a fucking step and repeat photo shoot. Right. Like, yeah. do you see how it was shot? It was like. It was lighted. You had a Viking guy. Ah! Well, I mean, now the lighting's not a great point because it is lighted. I mean, it's lighted because it's no, a museum. No, but Johnny, have you seen it's the picture museum, where, like, huh? it literally looks like a red carpet? No, yeah, but, I mean, it is a place that's designed to look impressive. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't quite... Yeah, but, Johnny, have you no, seen the picture? No, my thing, the better point is that they were... For rioters, they were all just orderly, just kind of walking through. They're like... Bum, 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 bum. I think they wanted to be they worse. they were led in on one side. They were let in on one side. The other side, they kind of went through. You know what I'm saying? We didn't see one weapon. And I, I don't know about you, but if it's a bunch of Trumpers or Patriots and stuff, these doomsday preppers, if they really wanted to take the friggin' capital, I think we would have saw maybe one or two weapons there. We didn't see anything like that. Then you had government ushers, like, giving tours of the White House. No, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm curious, you as someone who was there, did you see... Uh, People who seem to be maybe playing for for the government, FBI guys, you know, like uh, Ted Cruz it, was it a legend. Stunk. It stunk it to did, high okay. heaven. It was like we, me and Steve looked at each other like this does not seem right. This is like, you know what I'm saying? And at first, you know, at one point I thought a lot of people were going to move forward when they started going into the Capitol. They didn't. They stood back. So I was a little surprised. I'm like, wow. And they, they didn't want any part of what was going on up front. They're like, we have this is not us. We have nothing to go on there. But we did. It, it, we, we were sensing something like this. Something is not right here. This doesn't seem right because two days before that, that's why I didn't we go over by the Congress. And we were there for an Assange rally. Uh, excuse me. We were there for a force to vote rally. And there was about 50 activists and reporters and that kind of thing. There were twice as many cops that came out with zip ties, heavy huh. artillery. When we were there twice as many than we saw at the Capitol where there was, it had to be close to, I would say 250,000 people. It was ridiculous. That's such a good point, man. And and the mayor of D.C. 
she was filleted by the yep. media after that for her role in in keeping things under you know kind of under control. But complete, she's completely let off the hook for this letter she sent to the feds before yep. the event, saying, "Hey, we don't want you guys doing law enforcement. We don't need any help. We got this. It's going to be no problem. We got under control." And she, I mean, nobody, they never brought that up once in the media. How how she essentially orchestrated the the, the federal uh, government being left out of the law enforcement role there. You know, except well, one hundred percent because as we know, they were already starting the Department of Home Domestic Terrorism, and this was going to be the basically. The, the 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 match that lights the whole movement to domestic terrorism everywhere. <laughs> wow, we gotta worry about these domestic terrorists. It's just like uh, why we're calling people who uh, burn down middle and lower class businesses and houses like peaceful protesters. A whole precinct. They they burned down a whole precinct. Yeah, don't even get me started on that whole thing about what happened in Minnesota and all that stuff. And it's just like unbelievable. It's unbelievable. How patriotic do you think Brittany Grinder is going to be when she comes back after she can't get out of Russia? She's going to come back with a mega hat on and burning <laughs> BLM fucking shirts. So, so we have that. I also want to get into the fact that, uh, you know, so now... Now we have people, let's get to the, we fast forward to the Ukraine, and now we have people like Mitt Romney saying people who are defending Putin are treasonous bastards, right? He didn't say bastards, but that's basically what he's saying. Yeah. All the while, all the while, we had Debbie Wasserman Schultz paying the Awam brothers to ins be the IT people for half of fucking Washington, D.C., and which they were stealing money, and they stole money that they were sending back to fund, like, uh, Hezbollah or some kind of t uh, country, that, yeah. some kind of Muslim brotherhood that's not yeah. big on the United States. Which I believe I'm it was in Pakistan. I believe it was in Pakistan. Right? I could be wrong, but yeah. Nothing I'm glad happened. you know that. A lot of people don't know that too, as well, because you know they got a hold of the laptop, right? And we were waiting to see that laptop, but we never, we never saw it. That you know, just like the Wiener laptop oh, too. As well. but yeah, I'm glad you know that, dude. And yeah. then her brother, a lot of people don't know. You know, when they talked about the DA, the prosecutor, they never told you his last name because it was her brother. Her brother was the prosecutor on her trial. Didn't he die like? Not too long ago. Who? What? I don't know. Maybe she has a brother, but but he, yeah, he died. So we have that. You have Hillary Clinton and her her BlackBerry or whatever she had sending emails. Every email she sent to a Chinese shipping company in real time. In real time, it was sent, and we all know China's communist, which means the government owns everything. Right? Yeah. So you're sending it to the Chinese government in real time. You have you have Hunter Biden working with, with the Ukraine, working with uh is it China? Got kicked a big big guy ten, yep. ten, ten, ten. ten mil. I mean, what are we doing here? Are you calling us treasonous? Mitt Romney has dirty dirty claws carpet bagging in Ukraine too as well. People connected to Mitt Romney were on the boards of stuff from oil companies in the Ukraine as well. Same with John Kerry's stepson's best friend, uh, Adam Schiff, 
there's so many people have their dirty hands as well, but it's kind of funny to hear Mitt Romney call people treasonous too as well, especially when he was carpet bagging in the Ukraine and, and benefited off the regime change there. The bloody regime change where police officers burnt to death from Molotov cocktails on the Maidan. It was disgusting. So hearing him say that, but th- that's the thing. Here comes all the warmongers. They come out of the blue, you know, the Lindsey Grahams, the Mitt Romneys. They're here, baby. And this is the perfect situation for them. But why would we ever believe them, especially after Iraq? Yeah, it's just completely ridiculous. Then you have uh, Eric Swindell being busted, banging a Chinese spy, right? I mean, and she's not even a hot Chinese spy. Right? She looks like the chick who, like, does my nails down at the fucking... <laughs> anyway, and then you have... Then you... And then you have, um... Who... Oh, uh, uh... Barbara... Not Barbara... Bar- Diane Feinstein's limo driver is a Chinese spy for 20 years? Nobody says anything about that. Not at all. You... Now... Now you have everybody... Like, we gotta stop Russia and the Ukraine. You had U.S... Top shelf athletes going to play for China. You have you have you have the NBA defending China when it comes to yep. how, to, to Hong Kong. Let's not even get into the Uyghurs and like what what's actually happening there because there's a bunch of people on the far 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 left that wants to tell you that it's just a peaceful camp. That they're just there to teach these guys how to be integrated into American society. Looks like they're all being fucking shoved up. I mean, into Chinese society. Looks like they're being shoved on the carts to me, right? I mean, on the trains. You don't remember what stopped the Hong Kong protest? COVID. COVID. You remember how crazy it was? Do you remember like, oh, look, and then all of a sudden everyone starts getting sick in China. Everyone starts forgetting about the protest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, these are areas we'll probably disagree with when it comes to the Uyghurs and probably Hong Kong too as well. But uh, CIA, yeah, I, I, what's that? There's CIA. It's CIA. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh big time. I mean, you look at the guys, Jack Ma, all these guys who had this money in in Hong Kong and the press that was there. I mean, it was just a lot of cra- crazy stuff going on. The NED was all up in China, big time. The National Endowment for Democracy, which is pretty much CIA light, you know. And, I, and I'm not once again, I don't want to justify China's moves. Uh, you know, you're talking to a guy who thinks this is all the World Economic Forum. They're all playing together. It's professional wrestling. Um, but, you know, when it comes to stuff with the Uyghurs and when it comes to stuff with the Hong Kong, I really don't necessarily believe the narrative, uh, especially when it comes to the Uyghur situation. But I just want to say this, keeping on topic though, Sam, the, the first the time ever crime, on this show. <laughs> well, I just want to stay on topic because I had a point to make. Because, you know, we talk about the Democratic Party and a lot of the stuff that's out front and, and forward with them, especially with their establishment members. Everything you talked about, you know, the, the carpet bag and the money and stuff. The real sin when it comes to the, the, the establishment Republicans is their silence. It was their silence on elections. Why? A lot of them, the Lindsey Grahams, the Mitch McConnells, because it benefits them. If you go look into Mitch McConnell's elections, the uh, tabulation companies called ES&S, they have a worse record than Dominion by far. I mean, oh, they've been caught shit. bribing officials, uh, giving information that's false. So, I mean, it's their silence just right now. When it came to COVID, a lot of the silence from them, you know, so they were silent on a lot of these things, which makes me think that they're involved as well. 
You know, and, and the person we got to watch out right now, Trump is one of the most dangerous person around there because a lot of people think that if you vote for Trump, everything will be okay. DeSantis is another one because DeSantis has got a lot shit. of dirty shit about him. He's a gusano to begin with, right? I hate his foreign policy anyways. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of things to, to, to look at when it comes to DeSantis because everybody's like, oh, he was great. Florida was open and I went down to Florida. I saw a lot of your friends in comedy put on a lot of shows down there, no mask on. They didn't care. They could do what they want to do. But there's a lot of areas which were very questionable when it came to DeSantis. And he kind of dragged his feet on a lot of things, especially when he once addressed the media. And he said, listen, most of the people uh, who are in these hospitals are either unvaccinated or partially vaxxed. Well, that's an oxymoron because partially vaxxed shouldn't be lumped in with the unvaccinated. Yeah. That was one of the biggest fucking uh, uh, things when it came to COVID. The biggest deceptions is the fact is that you weren't considered vaccinated until two weeks after your second shot. And then they moved it to two weeks after your booster, which meant that everybody who had at least one or two shots that didn't clear their period were considered unvaccinated and lumped in with people who got no shots. That's how they manipulated this whole situation by saying, oh, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. No. And, and DeSantis repeated that line. And a lot of Republicans, okay, they're silent on a lot of things. You know, uh, one of my favorite people to have on is Jennifer Brini. And she she reads all the minutes. Oh, she reads all the bills. And God bless her for that. But she was talking about how, like, Republicans are calling for censorship on social media just as much as the Democrats are because it eventually is going to come around to them as well. And it's like, again, if you start thinking R's and D's, you're getting into the pro wrestling. You're yeah. getting, you know, it's all Bush clan death cult, in my humble opinion. Uh, you know, after World War II, he kind of came, they assassinated JFK, and that's the beginning of this kind of dark arts globalist group coming in and trying to take over and turning our military into stormtroopers for the bankers, in my humble yeah. opinion. Let, I, I want to ask you something real quick because I, 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 I'm, I have a legit, honest inquiry about this. So when we talk about China, like, like I feel like there's a group of people very far on the far, far left that are trying to convince themselves that China isn't as bad as we're being told. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Well, you know, uh, I'm into the James Corbett stuff right now, right? Like trying to figure out what's what, where Mao got a, you know, he got a, uh, a grant from the Rockefellers to go in, I believe it was Harvard or Yale, one of those schools he attended. Uh, and then you look at Xi Jinping and his relationship with Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. Um, but really, to tell you the truth, I don't believe that they're pulling any strings. I believe that they might be our Frankenstein child of sorts. And it's a very slippery slope because there's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people on the left who are just China can do no wrong. I have a lot of uh, socialist friends, true socialist friends, not cultural uh, Marxists, but like actual economic socialism, which we witnessed down in Nicaragua, which is amazing, um, that are still give him a pass no matter what. And we constantly ask them, well, what about his relationship when it comes to Xi Jinping and the world economic forum and you know they have a hard time with it and then you have this whole kind of this con contingency on the right where a lot of people are just pointing the finger at, at, at china no matter what as if they're pulling the strings uh i i think that story isn't completely uh transparent yet we're going to continue to learn more we have to keep an open eye on it but certainly i don't feel a lot, when it comes to the uyghurs i do feel like you know 
number one, that they are trying to acclimate a lot of these Uyghurs back into Chinese society to speak Mandarin so they can get jobs. But no matter what, if you go look in that area, I believe it was Operation. I don't know if it's Operation Mongoose or Operation Cyclone. Once again, it was the Americans thrusting money over there, using the Uyghurs to run guns to the Mujahideen. So they had this, you know, this these uh, fanaticisms there, this these fanaticals that were there already from us. So, I mean, I just look at kind of China with one eye open, one eye closed. I'm not sure exactly what to think. I surely don't think they're pulling strings, uh, Sam. But once again, the World Economic Forum. Yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, agree on that. I, I, I mean, like, uh, then we get into like, like, you know, like when they had a hundred days. Well, I forgot what the actual term is where the go- Chinese government, from what we're told, gave the citizens a hundred days to complain about the government. And then at the end of the hundred days, they killed everybody who talked shit. Like I've been told that I, that's my whole thing. Uh, the the killing of baby girls is that real or is that just Frankenstein monster shit? Where they killed off so many of their females that they now have to import women from other countries. Like, I mean, is that real? I don't know. Like, that's I don't my- think so. I believe more of that shit holds true. Like in Haiti, with a lot of the money and the crazy. I, I probably believe more of the. The whole <laughs> Epstein bullshit what went on in Haiti and, I, and more than I believe what's going on in China. I mean, China has a billion citizens. And, you know, I, I think that to have some type of control that they had to give their citizens something. And I mean, definitely, if you look at their economics, it, it, it seems as almost almost as if. The capital of the Roman Empire moved from Rome to the United States eventually. Now it's moving from the United States to Beijing. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I see happening. I agree with and, that. Uh, how, I don't know. How about Hong Kong? I'm curious. Do you, I mean, do you see that they've maybe broken promises there with how they've handled uh, Hong Kong recently? Or is that is that more gender no, I mean, bullshit, do you think? It, it might be. There might be a little bit of that. But when you have the NED in there, I mean, that Chinese bill that was written, uh, I forgot what it was called, the Chinese Decency Act about Hong Kong. It's the whole board members and the whole bill was written by the NED. And as a person who goes to the global south and understands, you know, the Monroe Doctrine and why we're messing around in the global south for corporations at the behest of corporations to make money while everybody migrates over here because we ruin those governments and keep them unstable. We were trying to do the same thing in the Hong, in Hong Kong. Just look at the Decency Act, the Hong Kong Decency Act. The whole board is people from the National Endowment for Democracy. You know, and it was an, and if you go back to the history of Hong Kong, you know, it was made a colony during the opium wars. You know what I'm saying? So now when you start talking about the fentanyl that's coming in here, it's yeah. almost like Chinese. The China is paying back, getting us back for what happened during the opium wars. And but how do they you got think they're smuggling it in or do you th- do you think they're smuggling it in? I think a lot of it's made over there, man. And uh, what I, it's I, very I know easy to get that shit in. It's not hard. I know a lot of it. I know China was teaching the cartel how to make it. Of course. Making it real easy for the cartel to cut it with it. Yeah, they cut it with it. You cut it with it, you bring it right across. So do you you think China is, like, what is your take on on China? Like, I mean, like, social credit score, right? Do you believe I Now, my belief is social credit score was uh, workshopped here, meaning that they came up with it in a CIA lab, moved over to China, implemented worked out the kinks and now they're trying to bring it back here is that your thoughts somewhat on the lines of that like they would there was a test ground it looks like by the ruling class to see what was going on in china and use that you know that that uh, uh credit score uh, the uh what do you call that score the uh 
in China? Social credit score. Social credit score. Yeah. I mean, but how different is it than what we got going on over here? We have a financial credit score. How much are you worth? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I play with it all the time. Like I said, I just got one eye open on China. I, I don't know what to believe. I think a lot of us don't know what to believe. However, a lot of their hand was exposed, I think, during the pandemic with the World Economic Forum. And now we have to just start putting the pieces together. China's got dirty hands. You know, United States has dirty hands and they working together. I mean, that's why I said in the beginning of the show, I want to maybe move to Nicaragua because that's uh, Daniel Ortega is not part of the WEF. So I want to go somewhere where the World Economic Forum doesn't have their grips, you know, into the country and into the people in society. Okay, so uh, we don't want to keep you much longer. Let's get in to what's going on with COVID, uh, where we are right now. You know, when I see people walking around in mass, I want to ask them where they're from. And I want to be like, no, no, what year? What year are you from? Because <laughs> I thought you were going to say what planet, but yeah, what year? That's, that's what year? Theory. What year are you from? Because the information today, and it's kind of like my problem with the mayor of New York City talking about kids in mass still, even though he's getting rid of uh, COVID passports. Uh, the silence from the Democrats in California who are, um, who basically seem to be like, Almost in like a cartoon type way of tiptoeing, wait, walking away silently, just leaving vaccine passports in. I want all that gone because even though we might, even though I'm open minded to what you're saying about China, I do think the World Economic Forum wants digital passports to control us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely agree with you there. Right. That system is in play now. A lot of people are like, oh, it's ended. Yeah. But the whole framework now for the fourth industrial revolution, the Great Reset is in play now. And nothing's really technically 86 or ended. It's just suspended. Right. Um, like the truckers. Now they're going into town, maybe into D.C. I'm wondering what's going on with them. Uh, even though they've ended all the mandates, the national emergency is still going on. So they're talking about ending the national emergency. Sam, did you know that we still have 30 national emergencies going on? Yeah. 30? Well, I mean, 30. Sure, it is yeah. like, you know, with the uh, going through the airport security, that's probably one of them. There's there's like there's one on Belarus. There's one on uh, countries in the global south. I mean, it literally, and by law, and this is something that we had talked about when it came to the COVID situation. By law, every six months of the national emergency, there's supposed to be a joint session of Congress to get together and discuss why they're still in a national emergency, what the next moves are to be, to be made moving forward to assess the situation. They didn't do that once. They didn't do it one single time. So the fact that we seamlessly transitioned over into, into war from COVID makes me want to, makes me think that they, they want to just leave the shit in the wake that's behind. Like you talked about the kids. There's also the national health emergency, which is decided by one bureaucrat in Washington from the HHS, HHS health and human services. Okay. That particular uh, public health emergency allows for these drug companies to have their emergency use authorizations. Right now they're pushing remdesivir on children, on children. There's an emergency use authorization, children over eight pounds, the standard wow. practice now, and for outpatients too, is remdesivir. They failed on their their Pfizer shots from kids two to five, but they're going to bring that back around 
and get that on emergency use, use authorization. So even though they've left a lot of things and they're ending the, 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 the they say they're suspending everything. What's left in its wake is the question right now. What's going to happen? What do we have to fight for? What do we see? But you got it right. 100%, no matter what the framework for the social credit score and the fourth industrial revolution. That's why I'm so against the UBI because if a UBI is like, Hey man, I you agree. get your check from the government, but what do you got to do to get yeah. that check? Yeah, I totally agree. So uh, Pfizer docs drop, yep. uh, you know, I was telling everybody about this. If you watched Hulu, if you get Hulu and you watch dope sick, you one. are watching in real time, a parallel story. And right now what we're into is the part where the prosecutors uh, who want to go after the uh, Purdue have won the right to see their trial data. And what Purdue did was just bury, try to bury them in paperwork. So that's what's happening right now. So like when they dumped, when they got, when they got to the movie, the they, all the trucks were like, yeah. "Here, good luck, good yeah. luck going through that shit." Look, find, yeah. find this needle. Wait, but who are the good guys here? What? Who are the good guys in this situation? Who is, who is, who are you know the heroes of Dope Sick? Those government agents, those FBI guys that were no, no yeah, no, they were the uh, who in our case now though. Who is, who is this? Who are uh, the people? Uh, the people fighting to get the release of the. No, but what are who are they? Well, all I know is that a judge denied Pfizer's petition to have the information delayed being put out for 75 years. You're talking about the COVID stuff. The, yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, this is the Pfizer uh, information and they're starting to leak it out. But Sam, a lot of it is redacted, right? And a lot of it they can't, they're not going to even give it to you, right? Because what's what penalty are they going to pay if they just withhold stuff, right? So and you can see a lot of stuff is redacted. And yes, there is some stuff out there that just just mind blowing where you're like, dude, like they're hiding all the side effects over here. Nobody was talking about it and they've kept it. They've kept it all under wraps. But what's not to stop this case as it's moving forward um, right now. And, and you can just look at it. It's the FDA Pfizer uh, case, my man. Uh, and you'll find it pretty easy. I think McCullough is actually Dr. McCullough is actually going. He's part of the case and he's going through some of the paperwork and some of the uh, discovery, but a lot of it's redacted. Well, you know? and also it's <clears> like, <throat> there's like 300 or 3000 patients that they did the tests on. Right. And uh, each one of them has 300 pages. Oh no, it's just a, it's a FOIA request. It's not, it's not a court case. Okay. okay FOIA. Thank you, Johnny, for doing that. Sorry. I got impatient there. Uh, but, they, they're the public health and medical professionals for transparency. That's so basically, at the point in dope sick, where the 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 trucks have come up, and it's eighty trucks. They're burying you in paperwork, and they are redacted as well. So you have all. The, it's going to take time for people to go through all this. Like if you read this, it's so much, dude. I'm this, reading about it here, right? It's, it's the FDA, the FDA puts out. This document, which states that the PCR test that they were using was never built to test for COVID because they had never isolated the virus. But if you read those, dude, it is such dense virologist, I want to say bullshit, but, you know, virologist science that the average person can't go through it. 
and that's yeah. done purposely. Well, that's why we need advocates like <clears throat> these people, this group that that is, uh, yeah, the uh, yeah. the poorly named PHMPT. Uh, to advocate on our behalf, you know, no, people with not expertise. Not even that. Even if you could read it, like, how boring is it? Well, I mean, well, if you I, can I mean, read it, you probably don't you find it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we don't want to read that crap. That's boring <laughs> as can be. We have to have other people read it that can understand it, too. A lot of technical terms. But, Sam, why do we need it? I mean, the just look at it for what it is when it comes to these shots. They're experimental shots, right? This mRNA technology never been used before. You know, uh, we have Kerry Moa saying that the, the test should have never been used as a diagnostic test, right? You you can't use it to diagnose. It's a it's a jumping point, whatnot. Especially with the cycle threshold, you're going to have a bunch of false positives, which was able, which allowed the big pharma to control the narrative. But they still have qualified immunity. You can't sue them. I mean, I mean what more do you need to know to say, oh, hold on a second, this is bullshit. Why are we doing this? Anything? Why are they protected? Why do they have qualified immunity? What's going on? We don't we don't have good results. We know this is a test shot. I mean, just on itself, on the surface, this should be hogwash. We don't even need that paperwork to say, oh, this is BS. Because if you look at the criminal record of these drug companies, Johnson and Johnson, let's take them, for example. You know, they gave hundreds of thousands of people mesothelioma with their medications in Africa. Right. And then when an independent board came in and said, hey, man, you're killing people. They had their own independent investigation and said, no, we're not. And they continued to issue out that, that, that medication killing people with mesothelioma and his case after case after case. And this was the most craziest thing to me, guys, was the fact is that in 2015, 2016 in the streets for Bernie Sanders with all these people, the number one issue, Medicare for all, the number one enemy, the pharmaceutical lobbyists. Well, how the hell did all these progressives and all these leftists just bow their head and say, okay, now all of a sudden, because it's vaccine science, we're told by Chris Cuomo, we have to listen to the drug companies. I mean, they're fraudulent on their face. They're not to be trusted. So I'm know. with you, dude. I totally agree with you. I have two things to say that will let you go. One is, so apparently James Comey came out today and says that basically the FBI themselves are over the January 6th investigation. Over it. Yeah, that a lot. Of, like like, if, a girl breaks, like if a girl cheats on you, I'm just over it. Like I'm just no. over it. They're actually, the FBI that are investigating are starting to side with the rioters now. According to James Comey, and of course the left is losing it, right? Like, the, like according to his op-ed, he's like, dude, not only are they like over this, they're kind of siding with the rioters at this point. Because people are starting to see what's going on. And that's why I always say about the FBI, CIA, it's like it's compartmentalized. Like, you know, I'm oh, not. This is fascinating. You're right. He, he, well, he's written a letter to the agents who have been kind of disaffected. That's so, un, that, that's bizarre, right? You have a former director of the FBI writing to current agents like, hey, guys, this is why what you're doing is important. That's so strange. Yeah, dude. I mean, I just think people are, this is why I keep saying I have hope. It's the great awakening. It's just spiritually, everything is being exposed. All these people are being exposed for what they are. And I'm sorry, but people are waking. And maybe it's not overnight. Maybe it's not an AstroTurf fucking Ukraine. Stop. Shut down the fly zone, <laughs> which is, reeks hollow. People, I think, start to see this. They're like, this, this isn't natural. This isn't real. What we have is a bunch of opportunists and conformists trying to manipulate fuck the disenfranchised. Can I just read the last paragraph of his, his letter? Yeah. You, you'll, you'll like this. 
Please Any, do. Anyone merely tempted to trespass with a future mob at the Capitol must understand that the FBI will find them, no matter how long it takes, and bring them to justice. Maybe justice for many of those cases is a sentence of probation. So why care about a no-jail-time misdemeanor case when you have a caseload full of fraudsters, gangsters, and child sex offenders? Because of the message, even from misdemeanor convictions, which might be one of the most important you ever help send. And this is the message. Never again vote, argue, litigate, demonstrate, but don't you dare interfere by force in the operation of this democracy. It can never happen. Dude, dude, the hypocrisy of that final (laughs) fucking statement is so the hypocrisy the 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 op what what was the last line? But don't you dare interfere by force in the operation of this democracy. It can never don't happen. Don't you interfere with the democracy? Oh my god! Don't get in the elites ruling classes way is what they're saying. Pasta. Don't get in That's our exactly way. Exactly. Can I ask him one question before we go? You can. Okay, I, I got one question for you, Pasta. Uh, I, I'm really curious about kind of where this Ukraine thing is heading, and and I and I'd like maybe could you set a roadmap where w- things that we can look for to see maybe if it's headed off course, you know, like some some things that how you might expect it to wrap up here or if it's going to drag out. What we kind of signs that we should look for to be either hopeful or discouraged about what's next. Well, the only the only prediction I've ever gotten right was a recent prediction. I said that once you know they were saying that when it came to COVID. Um, they're going to stop looking at uh, deaths, COVID deaths. And they said they announced that in January. Actually, I found out the day I was at the Defeat the Mandates rally when I was covering that, and I was hanging out with Max Blumenthal later that night, and we were talking, and I said, listen, I just got wind that they're not going to be recording COVID deaths. So I'm going to predict around March 1st, this whole COVID pandemic thing is going to go away. (laughs) That's That's the only time I've nailed a prediction because I've been so off on everything. And, you know, uh, I think it's important, and I'm really upset the fact that I have to drop everything, all the work I was doing with COVID, all the work I was doing. I mean, I did a, a video on ivermectin 21 months ago before the Dark Horse did one, you know. But a lot of people didn't pay attention to it because, once again, we were like had a lot of leftist Sensor. crowd, and you know, we were just screaming this stuff, and people weren't paying attention. But when it comes to Ukraine, I did not see them kind of going in and doing what they're doing right now, the denazification of sorts, because at the end of the day, what it does do, it gives credence for NATO to exist. And it also enters a situation where, you know, we have these, um, these sanctions now. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but 40% of the fertilizer we get in the United States comes from Russia. So now they're going to cut that off. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I can't make a prediction on what's to come because some stuff's going on behind the scenes. And I really do feel like I've said this in the beginning. Lindsey Graham is a World Economic Forum guy. Joe mm-hmm. Biden's a World Economic Forum guy. Ivanka Trump, she's a World Economic Forum guy. Pompeo's Bilderberg group, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Putin, oh, this whole thing. So I, I do think from what Sam said earlier about the fourth industrial revolution and the framework that was in play, that's now in place since the COVID is there. So I don't know what's to come of this whole situation. But I mean, I all I do right now is I tell people is that they have to recognize they have to clean their own house. Right. Mm. You have to understand what our government has done to create the situation there and call them out for that with the hopes that one day that both people on the left and the right and why I want to come on air and have these conversations go. 
hey, we're not going to fight with each other anymore. We're going to get rid of you guys and we're going to fucking take over. The people are going to actually have power one day. But I cannot make any prediction on what's going to go on in the Ukraine because uh, I, I simply don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I strongly believe that things are being played out behind closed doors. So who knows what they're going to hit us with next? Okay. But uh, the, the Russians, you expect to leave, right? I think they're, I, I, they're not there to take territory. If they are there to take territory, that's going to be all craziness and hell uh, will break out. I think they're there to make sure that the Donbass region uh, has their, uh, their own countries, their own territory, that they're going to be recognized, that they won't get shelled by the West. And they're never going to let an anti-Russian nuclear power government exist on their border. So right. that means they could stay there for a while or they could bow out if they get what they want. And that's not to be threatened by I these think, crazy Nazis. I personally think since the, the the government of the United States cannot get the American people behind this war. They're trying to, man, man, yeah, they really to manifest yeah. it, and it's not happening. People are fucking over it. And it's like, this is just now. Every day that goes by, people start to lose interest in it yeah. the people around them start telling them what's actually going on i mean they had to show us tits today for us to carry again yeah right like here the ukraine chick showing her boobs you're yeah like, you're like yeah. these tits are gonna get blown up do something about it <laughs> and it's just like it's super well, you tragic. didn't tell me that and <laughs> nobody's saying that we're okay with death i mean no. but i can't think of anything worse for the ukrainian people than the u.s military coming in you think deaths are bad now yeah. wait to the blunt force trauma yeah. of the u.s industrial military complex comes in it can't it never does it it never yeah. do, ends well for those people never yeah. so yeah, i and we're the worst right we're like do you look at what happened with iraq when they were uh, recruit when they were uh, retreating from kuwait uh, the highway of thousands of deaths what the united states military did you know they let them know they made them understand they they wiped and murdered people out and you know they've always been that awful when it comes to occupying you know territories and going in Russia's really been kind of like, you know, been kind of... No, everybody somewhat. but us. And, like, I think we really, like, as terms of content creators, we really got to start bracing people for the karmic backlash of what we've allowed our government to do with our military. We've allowed bankers to turn our military into fucking stormtroopers and commit war crimes. You cannot continue that when everybody says the u.s empires come to an end good 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 enough with our imperialism man stop sending our sons and daughters to die for bankers if the chinese want to do it, let the fucking chinese do it stop it man we're committing fucking genocide for bankers it's done stop yeah. dude i wouldn't dude if my son or my daughter wanted to join the military, I'm like, go join a local militia. You, you're caring more about your, your fucking, your country more. Don't join the military industrial complex. You're going to kill brown people who've done nothing to you. Look nothing. at that. I love the anti-imperialism talk from Sam Tripoli. That's All day, awesome, bro. Baby. 
Oh, I, got, I think there's a misconception about uh, me and this show. We're very anti-war. I've been anti-war my whole life since fucking Vietnam affected me. Yeah. I mean, I was too old for. I wasn't. I wasn't born when it was going on. But the the fucking reverberations. It's the issue of that, that woke me up, dude. Hearing Ron Paul on stage during those Republican debates. I was pushing back that there were weapons of mass destruction early on. I was arguing with people at the comedy store. I was listening to the UN saying this. Th- th- there's no data to prove this. I'm always. I'm anti-war. I'm anti-government. I want people to live and let live. I'm a libertarian yeah. liberal. I don't care what you do. Straight, gay, as long as you're not hurting people in particular children, you won't hear anything from me. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm dude, I'm pro-choice when it comes to everything. I do not want the government telling people what to do with their bodies. It's very thing. Because I'm anti-Hillary or anti-Joe Biden, does it make me a fucking like and I have no problems with the right. I have no problems with the right. I have a problem with Bush. Clan fucking death cult bullshit, that globalist bullshit. That's what I have a problem with. I'm very yeah, well, clear about that. Well, there there are misconceptions out there, and you know, like I learned a lot, you know, from you, Jason Burmis, uh, the last American vagabond. A lot of Steve, a lot of people who are considered slow news day. A lot of people that are considered like they oh they're all right because they look at they look at power in a certain way. Uh, you know, they say you have a tinfoil hat on when you start looking at one of the, what these, what these people have been doing, this predator class behind closed doors. So, I mean, uh, I think there are a lot of misconceptions, but that's why it was so important to me to get on the show and talk to you and stuff like that. And I can't thank you enough for having me on union of the unwanted coming on here today, man. It's just, it's awesome because this is what it's going to take. It's going to take the citizens getting together, putting down the the beef we have with each other that's been thrusted upon us by the ruling class and 100%. really start eyeing who's running shit and bringing them down. The fact that Steve from Slow Newsday is a- in any way considered alt-right just lets you know h- how much it's all identity politics. Yeah. That guy couldn't be more liberal. It's impossible. Dude, Jimmy Dore's considered right sometimes. He yeah. buys a house. Oh, look at the look at him. All right. I'm like, uh, he bought a fucking house. Yeah, dude. and they're like, he bought a two million house. I'm like, that's LA. That's Los <laughs> yeah, Angeles yeah, yeah. now. Look at the house. That's first. called buying yeah. a house. It's that's a, <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Pasta, one more time. Tick, can you tell them where they can find you? Well, speaking of Steve, and you know, Steve said he started a show because of uh, you and Ron Placone. Uh, I started my show with the combo couch with Fiorella Isabella because of Ron and, and Graham Elwood. It's crazy, you know. Uh, I haven't talked to Graham lately, but um, he's going to come around. Starting, what's that, brother? <laughs> He'll come around. Me and Steve have started a morning show now uh, that we've been going Monday through Friday on Rockfin only. Uh, we've been going from eight to nine thirty on Pacific time. Uh, we're going to probably kick it back an hour earlier and go maybe three hours eventually. That's what we want to do. We want to have an amazing morning show. So you can check that out on Rockfin. It's on Slow News Day. I do the combo couch with my business partner, Fiorella Isabel. We're mainly on YouTube and Rockfin. We don't do the good stuff on YouTube because, as you know, YouTube yeah. demonetized. It has us demonetized now for 14 months. They took away our, our finances. It's it's ridiculous because we talked about elections, um, but we're on Rockfin. That's the combo couch. We go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We usually start around twelve fifteen Pacific time. Run about two hours over there. You can always go to the combo couch 
uh, com. And this year coming up for elections, uh, last year we just went to Nicaragua and Honduras and observed those elections. Amazing. We're going to go to the Global South again. We're going to go to Brazil. Uh, we might have a Lula versus Bolsonaro situation, which would be like a pay-per-view heavyweight fight. That would be oh. great. And we're also going to go to Colombia to check out those elections this year, too, as well. So that's what we have on the docket. And uh, I'm going to go on as many conservative shows or whatever you want to call them just to, to have these conversations. Sam, I can't thank you enough. Hey, brother, you came, you saw, you dropped the hammer of the gods. You're doing the Lord's work, brother. I'm so happy we made this happen. This will be the first of hopefully many. And uh, we'll do it again soon, soon, brother. Thank you so much for coming on. Guys, we love you. Thank you for all the love. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the kind words about the last couple of year, uh, last couple of episodes. And uh, I hope to see you guys in Arizona, Bisbee, and Tucson at the end of the month. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some injured dimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. You just blew my mind. Tim Foyle hacked. Tim Foyle hacked.